Hey guys, what the fuck is up? It's Philly and welcome back to No Bleeps. You guys, I'm feeling like all sorts of types of emotions right now because I just watched the New York Times Presents the season one episode six episode framing britney spears it's on hulu and it's all anyone is talking about this week and it's about this entire free britney movement and i had honestly heard about it before i watched this like i kept seeing people tweet about free britney and i'd heard about the conservatorship and I kind of had heard things about her sending messages through her Instagram and people being really worried about her saying that they felt like she was being weird and just things seemed really off in her stories and people were analyzing just videos of her and I just I never understood it until today and I just feel so heartbroken after watching it and I'm like heartbroken and depressed and angry like all at the same time. There's so many feelings and so many thoughts that I have about this. It's extremely frustrating. This whole thing is just so painful and I am utterly heartbroken for Brittany and I really hope that she gets her fucking justice because god dang the shit that's going down is not okay and it's sketchy and I'm gonna break it down for you guys. I'm gonna kind of summarize the long long episode documentary it was like an episode of a series but it was an hour long it felt like a movie documentary type deal i mean you guys definitely need to go watch it for yourselves to really understand it because like i said i didn't fully grasp what was going on until i watched this and i just god i mean i'm gonna fucking go protest too with them because shit what the hell this is so fucked it's so so fucked we're starting off like at the very beginning of her career that's when the episode really starts and a lot of this stuff played out during my childhood like i remember britney and justin timberlake i remember like hearing about that and i remember hearing about her have kids and like being with kevin fenderline and stuff but i mean the things that were truly, truly going on, like, I never really recognized how bad they were because I was so young, I, I think, at the time that a lot of this was going down that I never really knew what was going on and seeing things in the tabloids and stuff just kind of seemed normal to me in a way. So basically, in the very beginning of this episode, we're going back through her past and we're seeing how she kind of got to the point that she is at right now, this day and age. And the situation is ongoing. Like, there's really no resolution at this point in time. But, you know, starting from the very beginning, Brittany wanted to be, you know, famous. Like, she was talented and the people around her recognized that and she ended up on the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And if you guys don't know, a lot of famous people came from the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, like Ryan Gosling, obviously Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera. Guys, like this was really the show to be on for real. And it's important to note that during this time, like the time when she was growing up and she wasn't really famous, her dad wasn't really in her life. It was really just her mom. And her mom was involved in really trying to get her career started, especially after Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. She had Britney 
performing in malls and mall performances were a really big thing and that is so crazy to even think about because i just feel like nowadays people like don't even really go to the mall anymore but she was always performing in the malls and then those performances became very very big and more people started going to the mall to see britney and then later she released baby one more time and this music video was of her in like the schoolgirl uniform where I feel like everyone has seen someone dress up as it as a Halloween costume at one point in time, but she released this song and sex was super talked about at the time because they were saying the Clinton and Monica Lewinsky scandal was going on and so everyone was like obsessed with talking about sexual stuff and I think that in itself is kind of disturbing to me because I'm looking at Britney in these interviews and I'm thinking, wow, she's pretty much the same age as Charlie D'Amelio and the questions that they're asking her are just so sexual and it's gross honestly like they're asking her if she was a virgin and saying like people are looking at her breasts and I'm like what the fuck like if someone dared to ask Charlie D'Amelio that today they would be instantly fired like that's disgusting I just can't believe that that shit was like okay to be asking an underage girl at the time about her business like that. I just, I don't care how sexual or how, you know, much clothing she's wearing in a music video or how she's dancing. It doesn't make it okay for anybody, especially a man, to be asking questions like that to a girl who is under, I just, what the fuck was going on back then? And, you know, they were saying that boy bands were all the rage at this time and none of them were getting asked questions like this. None of them were getting asked questions about their bodies and it was certainly not this perverted. But, you know, at this time of her life, she was in very much control of everything that was going on and she made a lot of her own decisions and she said that she wasn't going to be the type to listen and be controlled by a manager and Honestly, this statement is quite sad when you think about it now and find out, you know, what happens later and what is currently going on right now. But I want to get into Brittany's relationship with Justin Timberlake because this is something that I have flashback memories of, but I just didn't really know what actually went down. I just remember this was like a very big moment in time and basically when they were dating, everyone thought that it was perfect. Everyone wanted to know everything about their lives. Everyone was obsessed with them because they were basically saying that here in the US, we don't have like a royal family. We have celebrities and people just idolize this relationship and put it on some pedestal. So when they broke up, it was very, very bad because Justin had apparently made it seem like Brittany had cheated on him and the way that people were treating her was like she was like a school slut and she had just cheated on everyone's favorite quarterback and basically in his next music video that he made it did make it seem like she had cheated on him the whole music video the way it was shot the storyline of the music video the girl that was in the music video looked like her it was just not a good look for her and it ended up getting her a lot of backlash in the end and he was even asked on a radio show if he had slept with her and he was so proudly like yes and it's so gross to me like that's so freaking gross to me and i've been seeing a lot of people lately say that they feel like justin timberlake needs to come out and address this because he had a big part in 
getting Britney attacked by the media and the way that I can explain it honestly is that I feel like the way that they described it was how Olivia Rodrigo wrote driver's license and the whole world was like oh my god this is about Joshua Bassett and then attacked Joshua Bassett. I feel like Justin did that to Britney but because like there was no social media back then like it all came like forward through tabloids and the paparazzi and instead of like people just being on their phones like they are now kind of just tweeting at people being like oh Joshua like how could you do that to Olivia people were literally in Britney's face like how could you do that to Justin even though it's not even clear she even did anything. I don't even think that she did because she seems pretty dang emotional in the interviews that follow leading talking about the situation. But a lot of people feel like Justin needs to come out and address that he had a part in that he kind of maybe has some inside information about Britney's life and stuff. But I want to move on to the next topic that the documentary covered, which was Britney and Kevin Fenderline, which is such a iconic event in history, honestly, I feel. She was engaged and married very, very quickly, and the paparazzi just freaking exploded, honestly. They said that a photo of her could sell for about $1 million dollars. $1 million for a photo. And then when she started to have kids, the paparazzi was insane and her popularity just grew and the paparazzi's obsession with her just grew and the public's obsession with her grew. And that is why she just kept getting bombarded by photographers and videographers because she was so popular that she would make them so much money that everybody wanted pictures of her. And so it was just extremely overwhelming and the tabloids and things that were being put out about her because honestly so many people were making money off of her that they were coming up with everything and anything that she was doing in order to like take a photo make a story make some money and you know she's just started to be called this unfit mother because you know at one point in time she was at a starbucks she says and she was trying to get back to her car. There was so much paparazzi. She didn't want to put the baby in the car seat. She didn't want to, you know, spend time trying to buckle the baby in the back seat because the paparazzi would have, like, pushed her or just gotten way too close to her. And as a new mom, it's just very uncomfortable. And she ended up driving with the baby in her lap. And they took a photo of her. And she says it was because she couldn't get into her car and the paparazzi was so insane. And obviously the public did not like that. They said it was dangerous. She was an unfit mother. She didn't know what she was doing. And like so sad like that this whole thing just had to happen. And you know, later she has another baby. And a few weeks after she has this baby, she's getting a divorce. That is when they filed for divorce and she files for full custody he files for full custody as well and her mother believes that she was suffering from postpartum depression which i just the, my heart goes out to her there's so many women that suffer from postpartum depression and i've never had a baby myself but i've read a ton about postpartum depression i could only imagine you're you're a new mom you have two babies and the paparazzi is just all up on you and in your business. And the best that someone has ever described having postpartum depression and being a new mother is like, you literally are like some animal and you're protecting your cub and you just feel like such a mama bear. And when all these people are coming at you and attacking you, the one thing that you're going to do is protect your babies and you're going to kind of look crazy in the process. Like, you never see a calm animal trying to protect their babies. No, they're always, like, ferocious and fighting back. And I feel like that's what she was trying to do. But in turn, the 
paparazzi and tabloids made her look like she was some psycho and that's just like so fucked up and the paparazzi just got more and more insane there's clips of her literally crying because of how insane the paparazzi was and she couldn't even like walk around walk to her car walk in parking lots walk in the gas station she couldn't even take steps the paparazzi were literally getting into fights in front of her and next to her pushing each other trying to get a photo of her it was just it just seems so terrifying and it's crazy there's clips of her literally saying to them that she's scared and you know they're still getting very close to her and it's honestly scary to see and she gets super emotional in an interview that she does with matt lauer at one point in time saying that it's one of her biggest wishes to have the paparazzi just leave her alone and i mean you can really feel the emotion there and I totally understand what she's trying to say because the intensity is just, ah, my God, ugh. I just, I feel so bad for her. And so a lot of people feel in 2007, this is when she really truly had had enough of the paparazzi. She had had enough of people having these expectations for her. And so this is when she shaved her head. I remember this being a crazy big deal. And I remember... A lot of people being like she's crazy and honestly I probably even thought the same thing I mean honestly I was a kid at the time so I was just going along with what everyone else was thinking and saying around me but god I just feel like shit for even having thought that for a, a second just because she shaves her head like just because she's bald doesn't mean she's crazy I don't know what these freaking stereotypes are with girls and long hair and ugh, the standards of beauty are just ridiculous and the fact that she shaved her head and people were like, she's lost it. I feel like they did with that with Miley Cyrus. Like when Miley Cyrus cut her hair, they were like, oh, she's crazy. She's lost it. Like, what is that? When girls get haircuts, they're freaking insane now all of a sudden. It's so fucking weird. But once she shaved her head, she was totally bald. She basically walked in there, requested that they shaved her head. The hairdresser was like, absolutely not. She grabbed the hair clippers for herself and started doing it. And she was just like, I'm tired of everyone touching me. Like, I'm tired of everyone. They say that she snapped and that she was crazy and that she became this joke to people because she didn't have hair. And basically shaving her head was were her way of kind of quitting and saying, I'm a different person. Everyone has changed me. People are saying she's crazy. She's like really going through it. And yet they're still making fun of her. They're still talking about her in such like a negative light i just don't understand how they think like by calling her crazy is going to help her in any way now that same year she got called out again as crazy when she wanted to see her kids but they were with her ex-husband kevin and he wouldn't let her into the house to see the kids and at the same time where she was trying to get into the house to see her kids and he wasn't letting her, the paparazzi was following her. They tried to ask her questions and she was obviously upset. She's a mother trying to see her kids and she's being deprived of that privilege. So she's obviously upset. And she basically got up from the car and got an umbrella and was like beating the paparazzi's car door. And they made it look like she was absolutely losing it. Of course they fucking were. And she just became even more of a joke. And nobody cared about how she felt, what she was going through. It's like nobody knew the concept of someone being hurt or depressed or down. They just made her a joke. And on Family Feud, I can't even fucking believe that on Family Feud they did this. But they had people guess. Like, one of the questions was, what has Britney Spears lost? And the top answers were her husband, her hair, her sanity. Like, what the fuck? 
that has me so angry. Like, she's out here suffering and really going through it, and y'all are just gonna be, like, making fun of her on Family Feud? What the fuck is that about? And when things sort of start to go down publicly with her looking like she is in really control of her life, it started when she didn't give her kids over to her ex-husband. She was then taken for a psych evaluation, and then later on a second occasion, she was taken in on a... 5150, a medical hold, which I can't believe I'm saying this, but I only know what that is because Church of Paytas talks about it so frequently. The second time she was taken to the hospital under this 5150, her father, Jamie, then filed for a temporary conservatorship over his daughter. Let me remind you all that her father was not in her life, but he did come back during this period in time when she was really going through it. And he came back to be like, let's get this temporary conservatorship. And a conservatorship is typically designed for elderlies who are unable to take care of themselves or their money. So they literally can't function on their own. They need someone else to care for them. And the court then gives someone else special powers to be able to make decisions for this person. And it's unusual for someone Brittany's age to have this happen to them because of how young she is and how productive she is. But with them thinking that she's dealing with a mental illness and, you know, maybe drug abuse issues, it might seem like she would benefit from a conservatorship. It is just so weird and it mentions it in the doc that like her dad wasn't a major figure in her life until this and I just, uh, we're gonna get into it later, but it's just so fucking frustrating. Her dad is really upsetting me. So they actually interviewed one of the attorneys of record for the first few months that they were trying to get the conservatorship and they basically said that this is like a situation where the court would have to believe that Brittany was not able to handle her money and that she could like be duped into like giving it all away or something. And that that would be the way that she would get the conservatorship and her dad would then be in charge of her, which did end up fucking happening. But basically it all went down when Brittany was hospitalized at a later date and the court then at that time granted conservatorship and her dad gets to be the temporary conservator of the person then in terms of her money. He gets control of her estate alongside a lawyer and she basically went from the hospital to a hotel. She met with a lawyer and she said that she didn't want her dad to be her conservator and when this lawyer went to the courthouse on her behalf, they had a report that said that Brittany was not capable of holding counsel, meaning that she couldn't have her own lawyer, like she couldn't pick out her own lawyer that was going to represent her. And the lawyer that she picked out in this interview that the New York Times did with him says that he felt that it wasn't right that the judge made this decision. And the lawyer said, I felt like she was retaining me and the judge should have allowed that to happen. Her conservator, her dad, has the right to control who can and cannot visit her, retain security guards for her 24 hours a day, power to access her medical records, and communicate with her doctors. They can take control of her house and they can even cancel her credit cards. They can make recording, touring, and TV deals for her and are deeply involved in her finances. And I must say, 
how can you make a fucking record? How can you tour? And how can you get TV deals for her when you're saying she can't even be in control of her own life? Like, how can someone not be able to go out and spend her own money without permission, but she can go on tour and perform choreography for hours straight? I just... It's something is missing here. Like, I just, this doesn't make any sense to me. There was rumors that she accepted the terms of the conservatorship only because she would get to see her kids. And so she started getting visitation rights back right after she accepted the terms of the conservatorship. And so in order for the conservatorship to end, there has to be a petition filed to terminate it. And there has to be evidence that there is no longer a need for one. So in the first year of her conservatorship, her team allowed MTV to film her for a documentary called Britney for the Record. For the first time, we got to see her and her dad together ever since the conservatorship. And the topic of the conservatorship comes up in the documentary and she says that nobody is listening to her. They're hearing what they want to hear and that it's bad. She's emotional. And then she says that she's sad. And immediately she goes back to work as starring on shows. She puts out an album. She goes on tour, is on a good path again. So it seems. And over the next couple of years, she is on X Factor. She's doing all these gigs. And then she has a residency in Vegas and she's making one million dollars a week you guys in this residency and her dad then requests to receive 1.5 percent of the gross revenues related to performances and merchandise in the Vegas residency she's running a business and performing but people are still being told that she's incapable of being in charge of her own life her business affairs were extremely guarded. And someone said that you have to question the people controlling her, especially when there is money to be made. And you guys, this is the thing that is so fucking frustrating to me. It's like she was making $1 million a week doing this Vegas residency. And her dad is over here telling the fucking judge, oh, she's incapable of doing things on her own. She can't handle, you know, handling her own money. She, she can't do that. She's incapable. But she's literally able to perform do choreography and make a million dollars every single week and it's not sus to the judge that her dad is suddenly coming up being like i need to make 1.5 percent of all of the revenue here like that is sketchy to me that is so sketchy to me it's like do you really have her best interest at, in mind or do you just want a piece of the pie i just don't understand how that isn't being talked about by the judge i just I can't even think about it because it so fucking makes me so mad. Now, with Instagram, we've entered this new era of Britney. Instagram is a place where she can show parts of her life that she wants the world to see. And the conservatorship is not mentioned anywhere on her Instagram. She hasn't talked about it. And people wonder if she is like sending coded messages through her posts somehow. And there was a podcast made where they like literally decode all of the stuff that Brittany has posted. And we'll get more into the podcast later because they release some really important information about Brittany. So it starts to seem like Brittany is getting like she's done with this conservatorship. She doesn't really want to follow the rules anymore. Like she was good being their little puppet following their rules but she's fed up now. She wants this shit to end. That's what people are thinking. So it all started 
this whole vibe of that she wanted this to be over when she was about to announce her new residency in Vegas. This is a live event. They're, you know, broadcasting it on YouTube. There's a ton of people ready to interview her. They're waiting for her to perform and announce this residency. Mario Lopez introduces her. She comes down on the stage, walks past everybody, and just gets into the car. She literally doesn't perform. She literally just comes out, says hi, and leaves and is nowhere on Instagram after that. She's completely disappeared. Everyone is wondering where she is and people are concerned. And then she comes back out of nowhere and she says that everyone needs time for me time. And she went to a mental health facility. Basically, that is what has come out in the news, that she went to a mental health facility and allegedly this is something that she did not choose to do herself. This was released by a popular Britney podcast, the one that I mentioned earlier that was decoding her Instagrams. And this is how Free Britney began because they released a voicemail that they received from their podcast in which someone said that Britney was not going to this mental health facility for her own goodwill. She was forced to go and talking about how she does not want this conservatorship anymore and she wants to get rid of it. Everyone is like, oh my gosh, we need to free Britney, free Britney from this conservatorship. Celebrities begin to speak up about free Britney and her dad tries to say that it's a joke. I mean, yeah, like, of course her dad's gonna fucking say it. Free Britney is a joke and that she's fine. It just blows my mind that she's perfectly fine working and performing and her dad is making money off of her because he's the one who gets to control if she performs aka makes money or not and then he wants to request a percentage like this man is in it for the money it seems and he never was in her life until this it's just so fishy so we are starting to get more recent year stuff in this documentary and it's rumors that Brittany and her dad are suddenly no longer on good terms anymore and now her ex is filing a restraining order on Brittany's dad because he apparently had an altercation with one of Brittany's kids. Her mom is starting to request that she wants to be in Brittany's life and have some control and some say in what's going on. Her brother is speaking out to the press and saying that the conservatorship was originally necessary and the women in the family are, you know, really strong-minded. And as of 2020, Brittany requested with her lawyer that a bank become the overseer of her estate and not her father. In the case, Brittany basically shows support to the Free Brittany movement, noting that, quote, this was in the lawsuit. At this point in her life, Brittany welcomes and appreciates the informed support of her many fans. Brittany herself is vehemently opposed to this effort by her father to keep her legal struggle hidden away in the closet as a family secret. On November 10th, her dad, her mom, and her lawyers are there and the public in court. Brittany then says that she is scared of her father and is refusing to work until he is no longer managing her career. This is such a problematic case to me and it is mentioned in the doc that Brittany is literally paying for not only her lawyers but her dad's lawyers the conservatorship like she's paying for everything she's literally paying to be treated this way and it's like not even by her own will like her dad is the one that controls her so she doesn't even have a say in how her money is being spent and her money is literally being spent in a way that controls her life and controls her more and it just seems so wrong and so messed up like do they really have her best interest in mind here like there's just no way and her dad has not stepped down as conservator and basically as of right now the judge has not removed her dad from the conservatorship but has allowed her to add a bank as a co-conservator 
and that's kind of where we are right now. And as of this episode that has come out about Britney and everybody watching it, her current boyfriend has responded to the situation on Instagram stories saying, Now it's important for people to understand that I have zero respect for someone trying to control our relationship and constantly throwing obstacles our way. In my opinion, Jamie is a total dick, her dad. I won't be going into details because I've always respected our privacy, but at the same time, I didn't come to this country to not be able to express my opinion and freedom. A lot of people were applauding him for saying this as well. And Brittany posted on her Instagram and people were trying to decode it a bit. She said, can't believe this performance of Toxic is from three years ago. I'll always love being on stage, but I am taking the time to learn and be a normal person. I love simply enjoying the basics of everyday life. Each person has their story and their take on other people's stories. We all have so many different, bright, beautiful lives. Remember, no matter what we think we know about a person's life, it is nothing compared to the actual person living behind the lens. And a lot of celebrities have come out and spoken out about Britney. Charlie Puth tweeted, Britney Spears' music was my first exposure to pop music. Her impact was slash is profound, and it always baffled me as to why people were so brutal to her when she was down. It's great the world is more sensitive to mental health now, but upsetting it took this long in Britney's case. Khloe Kardashian even said, I'm praying for Queen Britney. So, so, so sad. And Casey Musgrave said, everyone should watch the New York Times documentary on Britney Spears that just came out. Never has one person been so used and abandoned by everyone every facet around her. My heart goes out to her. She has always been such an inspiration to me. My whole kid slash teen life wish she could get a redo. And I wish too, you guys, because this whole thing is just breaking my heart. And I definitely encourage you guys to please go watch the New York Times special on Britney Spears just to get some more information aside from just this podcast about everything that's going on. Like those interviews that people did with her when she was a kid, just awful and things that were coming out of the tabloids. She did not deserve any of that. But definitely, if you guys are watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments how you guys feel about this. If you guys are watching on any other streaming platform, I would love if you guys could rate this podcast, leave a review, and if you guys have a question that you guys want to send me or a topic that you guys want me to cover, you can email me at nobleepspodcast at gmail.com. I love you guys so, so, so much, and I hope you guys are having a great week. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I love you, I love you, I love you, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys.